Hi everyone, we've got a great episode for you today. We're going to be talking about the potter's hand with some great teaching. So stay tuned and stay tuned. Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Friday PM. Let's talk about it! Praise the Lord. Welcome back to all our regular viewers. Great to have you back on the program. And for any newcomers, we're so happy that you clicked and that you're joining us today. And so take this journey with us and hopefully you can watch all the other material that's available for you. Well, we've got a great episode as you heard. And we're going to quickly look at a video, a short video from a man called Pat Lazovich and great Bible teacher. He's got a unique way of sharing the word. So have a look at this. You'll see what it's about and we'll be right back. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to start out just by making a pot, and I want you just to observe. I think it's interesting. It's amazing what people tell me they learn just from watching me make a pot, and then we'll get into the teaching aspect. So I've, uh, I've asked Jeff to come, and he's just going to sing a song while I make a pot, and, and hopefully I'll get one made. You know, it's always scary getting that first pot made. And, and I found out uh, with some of the worship teams, some of them have some experience. So if I need help, I'll call on one of them, you know, to get this done. But I'm just going to try and make a pot and, and just watch and observe and see what the Lord would speak to you. And then we'll get into a time of teaching. And I'm captured by your holy calling, set me apart. I know you're drawing me to yourself. Lead me, Lord. All right, we got one made, huh? That's always good when you get the first one done. I think that's very relative to the fact that God says his word is like water to our souls. And you see, without water, we become dry and hard, and God can't work in our lives. And the same with the potter. The potter can't work without water. And I think it's extremely important as we, as we just think about that. Look how that pot was shaped, but if I didn't have water, I wouldn't be able to make a pot. And I brought clay tonight, and I have these two pieces here. And externally, you can't really tell the difference. Can you? One's bigger than the other obviously, but you know, from where you're at, they look pretty much the same, but you see this one's soft and pliable, and this one's hard like a rock. I can't do anything with it, although they look the same. They're both clay. They look the same, but one is not usable to the potter. I could put this on a wheel and begin spinning the wheel, and this piece of clay would just knock me around, and I could never get anything done. And you know, some of our hearts are like this with the Lord. They're hard. And he can't get through and he can't work. And as long as our heart is hard, he can't do what he needs to do in our lives or what he desires to do in our lives. Now, it's not hopeless for this piece of clay. You know, you look at it and you go, wow, so what happens? Well, all I have to do is put this in a bucket of water for a couple days 
And then it's soft and pliable, and I can make something out of it. So even if your heart is hard, there's hope. And, and that's part of the main message tonight is the hope that we have in Jesus Christ. But if you stay like this, nothing's ever going to change. Welcome back. Well, I'm sure yeah. you've already been blessed by this man. And so great how he does it, yes. isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Well, we're going to start by basing all of it on Scripture and the scripture that he referenced. So why don't you read it for us, Charlene? Sure. Do you want to read it, Crystal? Jeremiah 18. Verse 1 to 6. The word which came to Jeremiah from the Lord, Arise and go down to the potter's house, and there I will cause you to hear my words. Then I went down to the potter's house, and behold, he was working at the well, and the vessel that he was making from the clay was spoiled in the hand of the potter. So he made it over, reworking it into another vessel, as it seemed good to the potter to make it. Then the word of the Lord came to me. O house of Israel, can I not do with you as the potter does, says the Lord. Behold, as the clay is in the potter's hand, so are you in my hands, O house of Israel. Right, thank you, Christoph. So, all these lovely different clays that he's going to use in his presentation. Well, the first one is that really, <laughs> that really hard one. And uh, we're going to look at that, a hard rock. Um, it's not a hard rock, you not know. The, not the casino. <laughs> no, <laughs> a hard rock. Um, I was thinking about the cafe. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, <From> America, sorry. <laughs> but if you feel like a bit like a hard rock today, then God is there to help you. And... Uh, he talked about the water, right? If you really, what what is that soaking that he that he that he talked about about the hardness? What was he said? Yeah, he said the, you can use that clay. That clay is still usable, but it's got to be soaked for a couple of days. So it's not a little bit of a sprinkling, a little bit of a bit of bit of water here. It's not like a little tick tick tick. It's got to be fully immersed, submerged, and to really take on that water so that it can be used. Yeah. Well, I think that's even a message for someone out there. If you've just been maybe had a christening or, or what do you call it, a dedication as a child, perhaps, maybe you haven't taken that full plunge yet to literally go under the water of a water baptism. And so maybe that's something you should do. If you're at that place where you feel, well, I don't really know what to start and I can relate to that, to that hard bit of clay, maybe that's something that you need to consider doing to really be able for God to mold you and to make you. But as you said, it needs a proper soaking um, at that point. What I liked about it is that uh, he showed two clays in the beginning and they both looked exactly the same. Um, yet the one when he, the hard one, he cracked, he you know, banged against it was really hard. So from our perspective, they both looked the same. The other one was pliable. The other one was very hard. So you never know uh, when you're talking to someone where they are. And the Holy Spirit needs to come and show you um, how to deal with a person, you know, um, that's hard or soft. When you're in ministry, I think when you yourself are hard, you can very much put up that front, isn't it? To, to yeah, make as absolutely. though you're fine, you're pliable, uh, but actually you're very hard. And, and just stay far enough away from me that you don't get to actually touch and feel wow. yes. how hard I am. Yes. Oh, you just you, you maintain mm. that distance from people, don't yes. you? Yes. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. not until he touched them and lifted them up and bang it against something. So uh, maybe maybe you feel a little bit someone's banging you, banging you to find out, well, what are you about? <laughs> yeah. Are you soft enough? Well, maybe sometimes God does that, doesn't he? Yeah. 
sometimes sends people along the way to just make us feel like, hey, someone cares enough to find out what am I about, where am I at? Yeah. Oh, Christoph, you've never been hard, have you? Always soft and malleable. Yes, that's why people He's such a came to me. <laughs> that's why we like bashing yeah, you and yeah, yeah. touching you and thrashing you around, right? No, but there's this thing about um, being without the Lord, uh, if not even for atheists, but if, uh, but for religious people especially. That uh, I'm from a religious background, and you used to um, being in a liturgy, being in a in a year calendar year with all the different holidays, and doing the things that you have listed among those religious activities, and you have a way you've been introduced to how to approach God. You're thinking you're approaching God, but uh, actually you're doing uh, what you're doing. You're just pleasing your own self with those religious works, the good works. And, to, and well, you, and sorry, I to interrupt you, but also to come with Him, having to be hard and a nice, almost like a religious appearance, isn't it? We have to appear hard and all together. Yeah, yeah, because there's a certain expectation from the environment, uh, from the let's say religious environment. You have to be. Uh, a certain way, like Jesus said to the to the religious uh, leaders, that you are basically like like um, like the graves, yeah, right? Whitewashed graves, the hard, the beautiful on the outside, but inside yeah. the rotten. Wow. So mm-hmm. it's it's like the clay is is hard, but there's n- there's no consistency inside. Inside, there's nothing beautiful inside of them. And mm. uh, so they have to be uh, submerged into water, you know, for a longer time. For them to actually be malleable to get something uh, working out of them. Excellent. Yeah, and I think we've all all been there at a place where we've been hard. You know, I was I was brought up in the church, but you and there's certain things that you take on that you don't realize are hardness because you learn the you, you, it's learned behavior. But God says, I don't want you to learn behavior. I want to change your heart. Mm. And and that that kind of getting that soaked in the water. We all have to get soaked in the water. Where, mm. Whatever wherever we're coming from whether we're coming from an atheist background, whether we're coming from an ultra um, um, conservative kind of religious background, or, you know, I came from a Pentecostal background, but I still needed to be soaked. Yeah. No. And what's the scripture about God will change your, your heart of stone into a heart of flesh? Flesh. Yeah. Flesh. Um, so uh, yeah. that's, that, that's what he's doing. So we're going to look at the next video clip and then we'll be right back. But what we're going to do is we're going to show you what happens when, when a pot's not centered because, you see, our lives are supposed to be centered on Jesus Christ. And some of us, here's what we do. We go like that and we go, well, that's good enough. You know, just enough of Jesus to go to heaven, but not enough to make him our Lord and not enough to serve him. And, you know, we seem to be kind of content. And we say, well, isn't that good enough? Isn't that enough? Now, that's like the pottery student saying, isn't that close? And look at that thing is wobbling. And, you know, m- many of us do this with our walk with the Lord. We say, well, that's close enough. Watch what happens to this pot. It's interesting. As we, as we start here, we'll, we'll try and get it opened. Now, we get it this far and... Some of you may say, well, that's not too bad, man. When I was taking ceramics, that's about what mine looked like. And, you know, now, now here's the really bad thing is, you see, Satan's right there to whisper to us. And he's there to tell us, hey, it's okay. You know, you don't really need to get serious about Jesus. Look, you're, you're better than that guy. You know, you're, you're kind of better off and something's happening in your life. And, and he's there, he's, he's faithful to lie to us, isn't he? 
And he'll tell us that. Now, now watch what happens. A little bit of pressure comes in our life and, you know, we start going up and now we're, that's pretty funky, you know, as you're, you're kind of going through life and you, you're, and there's Satan lying to us still saying, hey, that's good enough. It's okay. And so we go a little bit further, a few more, you know, maybe pressure, maybe the Lord trying to get us to step out or something radical happens in our life or some catastrophe and we're going along and, man, you know, and our life is torn. We're shattered. Welcome back. Well, now, you know, he showed about being centered on yeah. Christ. Yeah. How important is that? Because if you start out in the wrong, if you start out with a wobble, whatever you build is gonna, yeah. it's gonna fall yeah. apart. Yeah. yeah. I think what's uh, interesting to me, sorry, is just a, is is that you even after the soaking, you know, if uh, if you don't if you're not willing to go through the the pressure of 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 the centering, and he says later on in the end, he said, um, uh, he brings out another piece that's already centered. He said because you don't want to watch this because it's kind of the boring part, and it is kind of a boring part of like. Um, you, you have to make sure you're kind of, you're centered and like you, you, you end up leaving so many things behind and you think, oh, you know, is life going to be kind of boring? When you first get saved and born mm. again, washed uh, and then baptized, you're like, oh, you know, how many things are changing? Even though it might be exciting, you're still thinking, you know, this, and it's, it's so much pressure to get him sent, to get you centered back right. yeah. and, uh, and not, not a fun, particularly fun process. Yeah. Like you said, it's a boring process. And, but what I thought was great just seeing that is that the potter is doing the centering. The clay can't center itself. Wow. And I thought that was Very great. Good. Wow. Very you good. Charlene, you also mentioned about that special pressure. You know, sometimes God will use, and what produces pressure? You know, many times God uses donkeys, people, obedient people, people that are willing to care enough to, to provide that pressure. Sometimes he uses people. Yeah. Uh, sometimes if you can't hear from him directly, then he says, mm, okay, well, I'll just have to use this old donkey. You might not like the way he does it, but he might kick you a bit or he might not smell so good or he's got faults of his own. But I could, if I can use this donkey, that's what you're going to have to listen to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So if you're feeling pressured sometimes that you God's doing something and it's not feel that kind of he's doing something, then embrace it. Embrace it because God's doing something wonderful. Mm-hmm. And he says there's always hope, isn't there? There's always yeah. hope. There's, 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 there's hope. God, doesn't matter where you are at, God can mold us and make us. Amen. Yeah. All right, so we're going to look at the next one, and it's getting better and better. <laughs> we got this guy centered now. Now, I'm going to open him up. And, you know, I think a lot of us do this with the Lord. Maybe maybe we make that commitment. We, we're at church or whatever happens. We make a commitment. We grow for a while. And, you know, things seem to be doing well. And then, man, we get busy. We get really too busy to really be having that quiet time and that devotional time. We're not picking up our Bibles during the week. You know, we say in our hearts, oh, Pastor Chuck, you know, he, he'll read the Bible to us. He'll teach us. We'll eventually get through the whole thing. And you attend here and you just wait. Well, listen. I'm going to make this pot without water then. And I want to show you what happens because you see, that's, that's the thing that refreshes our souls. That's the thing that keeps us going is the, the water of the word. And, and so this is hard for me to do because I always want to dip my hands in the water out of habit. 
So what we'll do is we'll start there. And, and again, that's the life. And you're thinking, man, I'm just too busy and I don't have time to be in the Word. So again, some pressure, some stepping out, some, some work comes. And look, you're saying, man, hey, I, you know, I haven't read the Word for a week and I'm still doing okay. Things aren't too awful bad. And I'm surely like those losers, you know, I'm, I'm doing okay. And who's there to whisper to us? The enemy of our souls. He says, see, you don't need the word, so you go a month, maybe two months. A little bit more pressure comes, and you see, you, you have that squeeze in your life, and you go up, and once again, it's not horrible. And the enemy's there saying, see, those guys that tell you you need to be in the word, man, they don't know what they're talking about. And so maybe you go six months. You haven't had a quiet time, not a real quiet time. A little more pressure comes. And see, this one tears. And our life is torn. We're saying, why is my life this way? Well, if you're like me, or maybe some of us, yeah, we had a bit of a laugh in the break. Because I think uh, it's nice when everyone feels the same, but um, sometimes we get busy, we can't. We can't get to the word. Life just goes on. Our lives are so busy nowadays. Yeah, we get busy, but I think sometimes it's a combination. Sometimes we get busy. Everything's fast. You know, we're going on well with the Lord. And because we've been going on well with the Lord, we think, oh, well, it doesn't really matter if I don't do that devotion because I, I know the word. The word's in me. So I'm, I'm going to be pretty cool as long as I go to church and do, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll be all right. I'll catch up. You know, I'll, I'll do. I'll get there. But it's that water that allows us to continue to be molded. And like you said, you know, our lives become torn. We wonder why our lives become unhinged, why certain things start to happen. It's not even that these things wouldn't have happened if we'd have been watered. Our response would have been different. Yeah. That yeah. things would have come and we wouldn't have torn because we would have been wet enough to be able to, um, to navigate. Mm. Um, but because we haven't, that's why we end up being torn. And I think it's just so important. Having regular fellowship, being in the word. And listen, if you read one scripture verse and you read it the whole week, do that. Don't think you've got to read, be this hero that's got to read everything and try and understand everything. Take your time. God will speak to you mm. through, you know, what he gives you. Mm. Well, uh, Rachel, funny you mentioned that because I, I saw this Bible, Bible in one year. You know, Bible is divided with every date. And I was like, I said to this pastor, listen, I'm going to take this Bible. I send it back to you in a year. <laughs> so I did well in my first month, like every day. And then later on, I skipped like five days, you know. Then later on, I skipped another three and then skipped another four. And I'm just like now, whenever I get to it, I'm like, all right, what's the date today? Move the market. All right, I'm here now. What is this day? <laughs> because sometimes it just happens. Or you um, get to the genealogies. All the genealogies. <laughs> Rather skip the genealogies than skip the days. <laughs> but uh, but sure, what you say, Rachel? If you um, meditate and focus on one scripture in a week, that means you've got fifty-two scriptures in the calendar year that you know and have revelation of. Mm. It's a hang of a lot better than having to read two hundred or two hundred and fifty, and you can't remember Jack. Yeah. So. Mm. Mm.
Yeah, uh, uh, what coming to mean right now is that it's not about quantity, but about quality, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. And that um, I, I read Lisa Bevere the other day. She said, um, it's not how many scriptures you know, it's whether you are living them. It's how many scriptures you live. Wow. Right. <laughs> and uh, and I noticed that with the scented and with the no water, uh, they both had pressure when you started applying the pressure is when they tore. And so it's not when everything's going well. It's when the pressure comes. So that's why I'm always a little bit um, not worried, but I think, uh, no, mm. I just kind of just wary. come back yeah. wary of too good. Yeah. If something is just too good, if things are going, oh, look at me, I'm, you know, the way he was pushing it, and it I'm looking okay, look, my, my pot's okay. Um and so I, I've come to notice that if that crosses my mind, like, oh, this is this is becoming easy now, you know. I always get a little bit apprehensive now because um, I, I want to be centered, meaning I want to just have, I've always with my emotions, I was up and down, up and down. Uh, I, when I was happy, then I was down. But to be centered and to be just uh, uh, consistent, isn't it? Yeah. And uh and that consistency is that constant dripping of the word inside of you. I never, you, I have to have these bouts, like you say, of reading the Bible. And then all of a sudden you feel good and you're like, oh, you know, I can just, you know, not read today, but I can think about what I read, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, then after after a week, look, nothing's happened. Everything is still fine. And the one key thing he said is the enemy comes mm. and lies to you. Yeah. And it's those lies, um, little things, because he knows which are the trigger points of uh, of us as human mm. beings. And uh, when you hear anything that is not glorifying to the Lord, because uh, Paul said, renew your mind every day. Yeah. So th- mm. if, the, if the enemy comes and he says, oh, you'll be fine, you know, renew your mind through, you know, thinking of it, uh, um, I don't know, um, I, I I was very touched by this uh, that it's it's that word because I do many times I think oh I'm too busy um, I'll just you know kind of through the day think of the scriptures that I was reading yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But but Charlene, I mean in itself yes and, and th- there's that balance because you can't you, one can't go into guilt then either if you do miss a day or something it doesn't mean God's not going to bless you and something yeah. bad's going to happen otherwise there's no grace um, but. For me, when you do miss reading, that you it does create that hunger. Mm, so yes. when it creates complacency, that's wrong. But if it creates a hunger and you miss a day, two, three, four, as long as you're sensitive to the Lord and you say, Lord, sometimes it does build a hunger where you, if you read again, oh, then it has just such a big impact. Um, but not to be complacent. And yeah. that's the complacency right. that he also yeah. said, right. oh, you know, I'm doing yeah. all right. So as long as you know. Yeah. It's important yeah. and that God stirs you and that hunger, oh, yeah. I long for the word, but I just don't have time. The Lord says, don't worry, I understand that. You know, I, he'll turn that hunger to, uh, uh, to the good. Uh, so don't be under guilt, but as I said, yeah. Because he's, he's also busy. He's, yeah. not, he's not the whole time dripping water as he's molding, right? He dips his hands in the water, wets them. You're right. And then he molds. Yeah. Right. And he molds and he molds until it kind of, it's just kind of getting a bit too dry to keep molding. Yeah. And then he dips again. Okay. So it's not like yes. he's, you know, he's not sitting submerged in water the right. whole time while he's molding. But yes, and but and, and then and then other times he, he's got, he, he drenched this whole sponge on the other one yeah. and, and slowly do, does the sponge. So sometimes yeah. a little bit of water, Sometimes you need a lot for this section. I need a lot of water. Sure. Mm-hmm. So, so yes, seasonal, Zach. Sometimes a lot, sometimes a little. 
Um, sometimes a trickle, sometimes one really hits you so hard and you it stirs you and you just meditate on that one. Yeah. Sometimes you just want to read a lot just to read about a geneal- <laughs> genealogy. Nobody wants Thinking about a real a story in the Bible yeah. or, or something that happened that you really want to get the fullness of it or do a history yes. review. You know, why did this happen? I want to know more about this. Yeah. You know, then, of course, you need to know a lot. Then a trickle is not going to do you much good. Especially just once you read, you've read the genealogy, you're gonna not know Jack after that. So anyway, well, you'll know Jack's son, and you'll know yeah. Jack's yeah. son, and the son Just another, just another quick, quick point is that, like, even to what you said, you know, if you go and exercise in the gym, yeah. you know, people they go and they do different body parts because you've ripped the muscle, and you have to let you have to let it. Um, heal mm. you have to let it build otherwise you're just continually ripping the muscle you're not giving it a chance to build you're not giving it a chance to grow and it's like the, having the word in us oh, it's like that exercise right. yes. and but you you have to you have to let it get worked in and like that's what is the pot is working the water in mm. the whole time the water does, we don't see the water just drip off on the edge and just stay there wow. yeah. the water's getting worked into the clay as he wow. works it so yeah well praise the lord we're gonna watch a next video clip and see you soon now, this next guy, this is the hardest one I do, especially for people in the front row. This is the one, this, this one scares me. This is the one, can any of you relate to being impatient? No way, huh? You know, in our society, I don't know about you guys, but I think like microwaves are really slow now. You know, when they first, when they first came out, they seemed so fast. And now they seem so slow, you know, a minute, a minute to boil water, I can't believe that. <laughs> well, I think a lot of us are like that in the Lord. So, so we have, you know, we have this guy here who's just, come on, Lord, I can't wait for you. We got to hurry up and do this. We got to hurry up and do that. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to demonstrate the guy that's wanting to get ahead of the Lord. And this one is scary because I'm going to speed the wheel up. And some of us are going, come on, Lord, come on, hurry up. Well, okay, that's what happened. I mean, you know, this one doesn't get far at all, does it? That should teach us all a lesson, shouldn't it? Be patient, man. Wait on the Lord. Don't try and get it. This is the one that is the quickest, and praise God, it didn't go on the carpet. Well, this one talks about impatience and uh yeah, I need help in this one. Mm. Who can help? Christoph, I think, was really, really... Impatiently waiting impatiently. to speak. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, every one of us, I, I believe, has got learning to do in this area, not to condemn anyone, but mm. uh, everyone I met, and you guys spoke about it, impatience is something we get uh, out of our system during our time with the Lord, right? Yeah, I think, you know, as you grow, because it's not about, um, it's not necessarily about years. It does help if you, because if you're growing with the Lord, it, that does help because you see the passage of time differently. But it's also kind of just learning that, that you know, not, not being impulsive all, all the time and trying to jump. I mean, in business, they have a saying, if it's fast, it won't last. If it's slow, it's going to grow. So... You know, we always have to be aware of trying to do things too soon. And I think you, you you might have one revelation 
God's given you something and you think you're the best thing since sliced bread and you, you're talking about this thing that God has given you, but God wants to do other things in your life. Because, but because you've got this one revelation and you're trying to um, put it out there and people are encouraging you to it, is the character being built in other areas? God wants to build our character. In, he wants us to be rounded mm. and he wants us to remain centered. Yeah. And uh, we were just reminded by a friend of ours, isn't it, recently, uh, and they, he said, don't walk, don't, what, don't you run, don't run yeah. before you can walk. Mm. And we've got to make sure we get the walking part down until God tells us otherwise, not to be impatient for the growth in personal growth and in ministry. Uh, there's a reason why sometimes it takes time, right? Yeah, you know, when you look at some uh, ministries out there or just any business or even an athlete who's had, you know, who starts very early um, or like my grandmother used to say, vroeg um, vroeg. If you're ripe too soon, okay. you're, you're rot soon. Yeah. And, uh, it, and when I know when I run and I hurt myself, gosh, I'm so impatient to get back on the road, you know, to run again. Or uh, I'm sure when a, a business, uh, you're impatient to want to bring in money. Maybe when you start a church, you, you're impatient. You want to see more and more members coming in. But the Lord's not interested in how fast things happen. He wants to make sure that those roots are deep. You you, you spoke about uh, the bamboo yeah. earlier, about um, seeing nothing for a long time. Yeah, yeah. It actually, yeah, it's just great. growing down. Yeah, yeah. sure. It's, it's a great analogy. No, just quick. Um, yeah, like bamboo, I've heard from somebody else um this uh, analogy about how bamboo takes years to grow down 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 it grows its roots out um and then you don't see anything nothing comes above the soil for years and then all of a sudden seemingly overnight but really in a six or eight month period it'll grow to its full height it can grow up to like 80 feet can grow almost 30 meters tall and it's strong and it's strong no. and it's some mm. of the strongest fiber and the tallest uh, fiber that grows and uh, just amazing a, a, a forest can come out of just appear seemingly mm. overnight but nobody sees that for years it's grown down yeah yeah well there's so much more to say about this topic isn't there and i think we're actually going to have another episode on this because we find ourselves there's so much more that god wants to do we find ourselves talking more and more about this so uh, the best is yet to come can we just say so uh, we're going to talk more about this we're going to talk about mold me next week and um you know, one thing that he kept on saying is, and Zach reminded me, he kept on saying, there is hope. No matter what you're going through, there is hope. He said, never, never, no matter in what condition that clay is, God never says, you're not good enough and I can't work with you. He made us. He's the creator. He is the potter. We are the clay. So he made us. Mm-hmm. And he'll never give up on us. So it's up to us to, to say, Lord, you are the potter. I am the clay. I'm submitting to your plan for my life. And um, I'm going to let Charlene uh, just pray for you today uh, as we end our time together. Well, thank you. Thank you, Father. We just pray for each one who's been watching tonight. And we just welcome your presence, Holy Spirit. And we pray for those who are at a point where they just feel numb, when they feel nothing, when they feel so parched. And they're saying, Lord, I feel so hard. I've been so hurt by the church. I've been hurt by circumstances. We pray for those who feel like that hard clay in the beginning, uh, that they will 
just be open for your living water to wash over them, to soak them again, to make us malleable again. Lord, we thank you for those who are feeling that they've gone astray, who need to come back to be centered again. Lord, we pray that we know that when you put pressure on us, it means that you're just wanting us to bring us back into the center of your will. Lord, thank you, Father, that you will help us to center our eyes on Jesus so that our pots will start at the right place in the center with Jesus. And Father, for those who have been so busy, maybe you're a mother, maybe you're a husband who's working so hard to uh, provide for your family. Lord, we pray for those who feel that they just do not have time to sit with you where there has been no watering, where there has been no time spent with you in your in the word, that they will find time within their day to just call out to you to water them again. Lord, maybe they've come to a place where they've been torn, where they feel that it's been okay. But Father, we pray that you will make available times in the day that they can just cry out to you and receive that wonderful living water. Lord, knowing that there's always hope in Jesus. And for those of us who are struggling with impatience, we know many times that you know what is your timing and not our timing is, is correct. So Father, we wait on you and we thank you now that each one of us realize that you are the potter and we are the clay and we put our hands into your hands so that you can mold us the way you want us to be molded. We trust in you and we know that there is hope at the end of the tunnel in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, we're going to leave you with a song called Holy Spirit, Move Me Now. So let the Lord move you, move you and mold you. And let His Holy Spirit touch you as you listen to the song. God bless you and see you next week.